2: Little Legends Podcast is a Prediction Esports production. Support us by subscribing to the Prediction Esports Podcast channel on your favorite podcast provider. Hey guys, welcome back to Little Legends Podcast episode number 27. I am your host, Blavins. Joining me as always is my lovely and wonderful co-host, Boop. What's up, buddy?
3: it's going good a, a, a more muted intro to the script i could feel the energy being held but i thought i thought you were gonna do like a crazy like radio like i thought you were gonna lean into
2: it. oh i was going ahead. to and uh, i forgot to do that until literally right this second so
3: yeah that uh, makes sense that we'll, save it. It we'll sure. save it we'll save yeah, see we'll, we'll save it for we'll another
2: see. time we'll like uh, we'll let people like forget and well, then like in two in two and a half weeks it'll just be like oh wow <laughs>
3: And Wait. So, are we going to
2: do an episode and a half? We'll get into that in a second because we have <laughs> a wonderful guest on the show as well. We also are joined by none other than Striving Light. Welcome to the show.
4: Hello, nice. I'm happy to be here. And no, I mean we've been in call for a bit already. So That's true. we are uh,
2: <laughs> we are uh, very. Um, What's the word? Slow at getting things uh, ready because uh, Boop and I uh, chit chat too much. We'd be we'd be terrible seventh graders. We would. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. We
3: totally I would have totally hung out with you in seventh grade, too. You think so? One hundred percent. Yeah. One hundred percent. Because you probably okay. if we hung out, that means you probably were in band. No, right? not not real not. life. You, oh, not real okay. life. Oh, okay. but if gotcha. like if we were to have seen each other, uh, that's okay. the vehicle it probably would have been. Mm. You probably would have been low brass with me. Mm. We probably because <laughs> you could you could be a good tuba player.
2: <laughs> um, I don't even know how to respond to that. So, is that a
5: compliment? <laughs> uh,
2: is it? It's certainly. No one will if, Boop, if Boop is saying it, it definitely isn't. Uh, <laughs> no, if he's saying it to me, it's definitely not a compliment. Um, yep. But we are going to be talking about some great TFT stuff. We're also going to be getting a little bit deeper into the background of Striving Light. So those of you who are uh, new You'll be able to find out a little bit more about her and the awesome things that she's doing in the TFT world. But before we do that, we of course have our little bit of housekeeping that I will run through ever so quickly. As uh, I practice this every single week, um, as you guys know, we are a prediction esports podcast. P r w d i c t i o n. Make sure you are following and uh, subscribe to them on iTunes, Spotify, and all of the great podcast places. Uh, It is super helpful for us. If you subscribe to that uh, feed as well as our feed, double it up. Just, you know what? Just do it. Just, you know, to, to, to quote the philosopher, Nike, just do it. Uh, <laughs> and while you're there, please leave us a review. Uh, we are always, always, always uh, in need of more iTunes reviews. They're always very, very helpful uh so make sure you are doing that and do yourselves a favor go to the discord discord.me slash legends podcast we've got all sorts of stuff there all of the cool kids are there striving lights there boop is there i'm there you've got you've got game night legends like sphinx jimmy the shovel uh just everyone that you hear us refer to every week is there uh and we do game nights on fridays though they aren't this friday because of valentine's day um probably do it on saturday but i'm not we're not committed to that yet it'll it'll be at some point we'll do game night this weekend but make sure you're there discord.me slash legends podcast we are also streaming game nights at twitch.tv slash giant slayer tv so if you want to check out the old vods and see all of the just crazy antics that we have every (laughs) week because it is uh it, we, you know some games we play competitive and then sometimes we literally do a wacky game format that boop came up with so <laughs> <laughs> well i i i always really like it
3: because it's hard for me because uh, unfortunately, that is uh, the only other time I can play D anD is on Fridays, right? Mm. So I try to like split my time. So what's really funny is like I come in, I feel like for like an hour for like two games, and I just mm. like try to leave as much of a mark as possible. <laughs> so when I leave, people want to come back and be like, "What is Boop
2: Boobasaurus sixty 69- nine sixty nine? <laughs> when we play, going to do uh, next? Boo- what is Boobasaurus sixty 69- nine sixty nine going to do next? Who knows?" And guys, if you want, if you're watching in video world, you can see these awesome ready for battle stickers. You can get those as well as shirts and mugs and anything uh, that Designed by Humans has on their website with that awesome design. The Ready for Battle Jack's design over at the Designed by Humans page for the Legends podcast, the link to, to which is in the description Okay, enough of that. Let's talk some TFT, and we'll start off the show like we normally do by talking about our week in TFT, and we will start off with our guest, Striving Light. How was your week in TFT?
4: Well, I've been on a mini vacation, so this week I finally got back into the grind a little bit. Nice. Uh, not bad at all. I like this patch a lot. I mean, I took a huge break due to Splendor, Silver with Friends, mm-hmm. and... Uh, Patching to correct Blender, patching to correct Serverware Friends didn't work for those. So that was like a solid month that I got to say, I started cheating on TFT a little bit with other <laughs> games. Uh, but it seems we're all, Valentine's Day coming back up. I feel my love back for TFT. So I'm jumping into it. And it's been good. I climbed my Smurf account from Plat 4 to Plat 1. So uh, trying to get that to Masters, both accounts. Back to Chally would be amazing by uh, Set3. So this week's been good for me. I'm liking this patch. It's been fun.
2: Man, your Smurf is... Probably higher than my main account right now. <laughs> uh, that's why I am in the podcast chair, not in the pro blade. <laughs> Those who
3: can't do podcasts, uh, that's something
2: that the great philosopher Nike once said. Yes, that that is true. Uh, I I remember that uh, when I was a philosophy major. Boop. How was your week in TFT? It was. It was. Um, <laughs> it was. Uh,
3: really good up until today, up until a couple hours ago. <laughs> so I I was using uh, a little legend. Um, that has now become kind of like Beetlejuice or Voldemort to me, where I dropped a bunch of divisions after switching over to it because I liked one of the emotes.
2: Um, Wait, hold on like, a second. Hold on a second. If it was like Voldemort, wouldn't it be like a really super powerful little legend?
3: Oh, uh, well, Beetlejuice is also pretty its powerful name.
2: I don't want oh, it to like, bring, okay, it, like okay. bring it here. You know what right. I mean? I'm um, which one it is. Is it the silver wing? It's a silver wing, isn't it? <laughs> and oh.
3: um, I, I, I like at say ten games. I probably only top four, three of them, Ooh. and then I switched over to Kiki, and I didn't get under top four for like three days. Oh yeah, Kiki is top yeah. It chair. was yeah. So Kiki obviously made me better at the game. Yeah. and uh that's the that's the most obvious answer i could come <laughs> up with uh and then yeah still trying to do that climb it's only been the last like couple of weeks where i could really grind and play play tft and mm-hmm. study and get all this stuff uh going outside of like the you know uh because we as casters we need to like learn all, all the strategies right. and sometimes when you're playing it's hard to like dive in and be like okay this is how you do it right right and this is the decision i need to make right now it's just i was talking about that with uh one of my friends yesterday which is like it's so crazy that when i was watching her i could point out like everything that she was doing poorly but when i play i can't find that those same mistakes right the human brain is a is an interesting thing
2: oh yeah it the uh the when you're when you're birding a match it is always so much easier to point out the mistakes. i like, oh, this guy's this guy's an idiot. How did he not know to do that? And then I play and I'm like, uh, and uh stop stream and, <laughs> and we're back into gold. Um so for me, yeah. I have been um I've been teetering still. I have not fallen out of plat one, which I'm very happy for, but I had a little bit of a rough I had a little bit of a rough week. I played so i do i have and i was talking about this in the pre-show i have this really bad i have two really bad habits the first of which is i will just not scout and now let me i I will preface this with i know that it is absolutely critical to scout and that you need to scout it. it is extremely extremely helpful so don't do this at home but what I do is I get into this mindset of like, oh, well, if I if I start if I started a comp and I don't look and see that there's three other people doing it, then it's just then it's the g- I just got unlucky when I don't get my <laughs> units. I know it's not my fault that I didn't scout and see that three people were also going berserkers Um, although berserkers. I have not had I, I, even when it was uncontested, I did not have very much success with berserkers um this patch so far but i i did find a little bit of success with the yasuo comp um he just melts people <laughs> yeah
3: so what do you think of the what do you think of the yasuo right now are we getting into like problematic territory because honestly it's when you have the Yasuo, uh, it's fun but when, <laughs> when you're against it it's uh, um, it's desk slamming worthy sometimes.
4: Yeah. So the thing with the Yasuo I think uh, there was such a craze around it just because you see this one guy literally 1v9 the world straight to yeah, your carry mm-hmm. and it just feels detrimental. Nowadays now that people has been spamming it a lot more you just have to play around it so don't yeah. stack all three items onto your carry. Do two. Mm-hmm. Or you play around with the... Hexes actually feels so much more important in this patch because of the fact that hex counts as an item so like I've seen uh, I was uh, watching Um, the top EU player, and he literally just threw a bow on his singe after Raptors, because he was just like, I need uh, this Yasuo to go after this singe instead. Mm -hmm. Everyone was questioning marking him at first. was just like, bow on singe? Yeah, Mm -hmm. no, he can't attack. But after (laughs) he reasoned that and seen how popular the Yasuo carry comp is, that made a lot of sense. So Crystal is super good, and Mm -hmm. then uh, with the itemization changing, Yasuo carry is strong, but I don't know if it's truly... uh, like a S-tier contest guarantee to win Mm -hmm. because you do have to hit like perfect items GA, Bloodthirster, Hands of Justice and then you gotta hit there's really no units you can alternate out, uh, really. Oh, yeah.
3: So I have um, I have another quick question before we move yeah, on. Course. Because something that you said is S-tier, and I don't know why it has never popped up before, because we've used that term before. But in TFT, what would classify an S-tier comp between one of these two things, right? Where kind of do you fall? Is it a comp that can win? Um, Like, maybe a good amount of lobbies, right, but is a little bit riskier or is it a comp that can continuously top four, right? Which would you Mm -hmm. consider uh, S tier?
4: So something I did a long time is always make tier list videos. And so Mm -hmm. at least my criteria is always consistency. Mm -hmm. So for me, if let's just say that back when the meta first started like ocean mage right mm-hmm. consistent top four no matter what and i might be a little biased because i, I said you're like challenger. the ocean
2: mage queen <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> that was my comfort challenger and so that is ST for me. versus let's just say like in this meta now um a composition like rangers i think mm-hmm. it's towards the a tier due to the fact that it is something that can definitely get you to first but i've also seen so many people fail and go eighth with it yeah. So that, due to that inconsistency, it would be lower on my tier. So every time I look for S tier, I look for what's consistent to top four. Berserkers, back then, not this current meta, mm-hmm. was a guaranteed top four. So that lands a two pretty high in the tier. Not a first place comp, sure. But if he gets you top four, you're gaining LP. So we take mm-hmm. those.
2: <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, that is a really mm-hmm. interesting... Because like it, 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 it's not really like that in any other game, right? Because it's just like... Tier list is pretty cut and dry. It's like, is this going to get you a lot of wins? And it's like, well, what actually is a win in TFT? Because you do. Yeah,
3: well, so I always bring this up. So in tennis, there is a a player uh, a while ago. uh, She just retired at the Australian Open named uh, Caroline Wozniacki. Um, It's not a last name you forget, but there's a big controversy because she was the number one ranked player because she had made like quarters and semis and all of the grand slams, but she never won one.
4: Ooh,
5: right
3: so like there was like a really big argument is like does she deserve to be number one she's by far the most consistent player on tour mm-hmm. right she has the most points but she's never won a major major tournament right so what does what does that mean and i think tft can kind of fall under the same type yeah. of argument right it's just like there's always going to be that so it's interesting to, uh, to me to see where people fall on that line right
2: i think i have a solution for for this conundrum that i just <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> thought oh okay so s tier is specifically can get first places and outside of the tier list but still like like maybe parallel or or adjacent to the tier list is what we call the bridesmaids list where it's always <laughs> Can always top four, but never wins. Always the bridesmaid. Never yeah, because
3: brides. can a can a can a comp truly be S tier if it never wins, but will get you top four ninety eight percent of the time, right? Like that's the that that's the the major question for me. I would I would it's love. It's really to hear... a
2: political reason. It's really political, uh, or maybe not political, but it's a, it's like optics and marketing as to what you want it to be. Because it's like, <laughs> well, think about it. Because if Maybe we, uh, yeah. Well, this is the beginning of the show. We've got time. We've got time to go into it. um If a comp, if a comp gets you like first place fifty percent of the time, but the other fifty percent is eighth place, what does that net you in ten games? Versus if a comp gets you fourth place every single time in those ten games, what what gives you more? There's probably a lot of variables about that, but like. Maybe, I don't know. I don't and
4: it know. depends on ranking as well. Like, sure. there are certain comps that like are spammed just consistently in yeah. high ranks versus in lower ranks. You might see like a lot more variation. Mm-hmm. So you can't always just use the same comp because you're against different comps at lower ELO versus higher ELO right. as well, to a certain degree
2: yeah You also probably shouldn't use the same comp every time because you're gonna get screwed over and like there's just, like the game does give you some direction even when i choose to ignore that <laughs> um and just go hyper roll woodlands every single time because i'm an idiot um but that's a that's a uh, another discussion to have maybe uh, at a later time but let's get back uh to the task on hand And uh, Striving Light, I'm curious, I know a little bit about your gaming background, but just tell us a little bit about how you got into gaming, uh, you know, what your sort of background is in terms of competitive game, because obviously now you're doing a lot in TFT, streaming and playing. Um, So tell us how you got here.
4: So gaming in general, without the competitiveness, just ever since I was a kid, um, my entire family, every single cousin is a nerd <laughs> or so literally Christmas, Thanksgiving, anytime we get together, they're showcasing new games to me, making me play new games, etc. Even with my uncle, surprisingly, like when I was young, they would play Resident Evil and hand the controls to <laughs> me, which scarred me a little bit in life. But... <laughs> so that's something I grew up with ever since I was a child. So gaming was just like a natural thing you do, even. Yeah. In terms of competitiveness, I actually never really been a competitive player. I've always just like, I hit gold, I'm happy. I hit diamond, yeah. I'm happy. Like, I just kind of like sail along. Um, a little bit of competitive came out during Hearthstone with mm. leaderboards and arena. And but that was really more due to the community and just starting yeah. stream and everyone telling me like, hey, like you're good at Arena, why don't you ever go for a leaderboard? I was just like, that requires mm. me to play 30 games a month. <laughs> and
5: <laughs> which was That's a lot. A lot of games, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of games. Yeah.
4: So um, what really brought me, which I know is a conversation a little bit later, but Twitch Rivals was just yes. like, an attempt uh, for me, a little sneak peek to see what it's like. And I became addicted i gotta say afterwards mm-hmm. i was just like all right i'm grinding i'm doing this let's get this into this esports scene yep yeah
2: and i mean personally that's where i uh found out about about you because we covered that tournament and obviously you were in the I, you top 16 top How did I forget? Um, it was
4: i got into the finals which is top 32 and okay. then uh, i believe i my final rank was number 24
2: okay but oh, yeah, made it to the finals of Twitch Rivals, and we obviously were covering that event. And I remember because I, I I'm this I'm crazy when it comes to uh, these types of things. I do that I did this with Overwatch when I started the podcast. I did it with TFT. I'm, I'm doing it with Legends of Runeterra now. Anyone who does anything in the scene, I'm just like follow with follow follow follow. Like look into these people, see who they are. And it was funny because um, I saw you from Twitch Rivals, and then uh unrelated to that eric thomas who's a friend of the show a streamer and is a game night regular was like oh yeah i know risa from hearthstone i'm like oh cool and then you know one thing led to another and giant slayer and all this stuff and now we're now you're here on the show your mom and i (laughs) met
3: (laughs) one thing yeah one thing (laughs) uh,
2: (laughs) yeah one thing led to another but um so yeah just crazy 000. how the how the internet world works but uh on the the back to the twitch rivals event i mean what was that like playing in that event because that was a you know obviously a live event and uh Tft was still i mean that was to think of the timing on that, that was still set one, right? Yeah, that was still set yep, one. That
4: was set one. That was when Um Spire and Gloves just came out, so we were oh, all freaking out right. because no one, yeah, it was on <laughs> <a> Friday. That. <laughs> No one played a new patch because there yes. was on their flight to TwitchCon, and we were just like, oh my god, mittens like, what is this? Like, girdles, and like yes. uh, the whole concept was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say, it was super nerve wracking. Honestly, we didn't know what to look for it because there wasn't really any tournament for TFT really back then especially in set 1 mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so Twitch Rivals was such a big thing for us um the idea was that uh, I gave up on the tournament. Honestly, like going into it, I didn't even expect to make it in um, one of my viewers, which casu- like just
2: casually make it to the finals. I gave, I gave up on that one.
4: <laughs> like I think that's better for me though. when I set low expectations for things, right. I end up doing better than when I'm just like I am the best in the world and I got this. I'll, I'll end up eighth right. every single time. You're,
3: you're <laughs> so I literally today was watching a video and the lady goes as a joke, you know, you never fail if you keep
2: your expectations. Low. Yep, exactly. so I guess- you guys, saying, I guess you guys went to the same school of not, philosophy. You're not. We uh, did it.
4: I can relate with her. <laughs>
2: you're not, uh, Miss Havisham. You don't have great expectations. Uh, shout outs to all the Charles Dickens fans that got that <laughs> reference, by the way. Uh, and shout outs to that just exasperated that <laughs> Poovey gives every time I make a deep cut CD reference. Uh, but sorry, I, we cut you off. <laughs> anyways back to the match uh (laughs) what what about uh um so you kind of i mean it was a new environment it was i mean for what it's worth a lot of that tournament was kind of cobbled together it was still like i mean it was it was at twitchcon so it's like do you want to go to play the tournament for eight hours or do you want to actually experience the con so uh, well, I
4: did have a three-day pass, so Friday uh, okay. I got to the convention. It wasn't that big of a convention, so yeah. mm. you can honestly look at it all in one day. Uh, but Saturday, yeah, the tournament was 10 hours, and this is someone who didn't make it to grand final, so I can't imagine someone who made it there. Right. Um, there was the automatically invited players. Mm. I believe there was eight players that was automatically invited to the finals, meaning mm. there was only 24 spots that uh, people can play into, which is why I also gave up because I knew who were the finalists. Like There was people like Skara, just mm-hmm. Souls, Becca, Keen. And so they were all Challenger. And for me, I was Diamond 4 with 0 LP. And <laughs> I made sure not to play any more games before I left for Trish because I was like, I don't want to be that one person that's not even Diamond. Right. <laughs> so I no, was like, like <laughs> let, me, let me hit at least Diamond and just not touch any games. So when I made it to the finals, yeah, one of my first lobby was skara kibbler keen and it was just like challenger 500 lp <laughs> challenger 1000 lp yep. and then you saw a diamond four zero lp And you were like is this a smurf
5: yeah yeah
4: i lost
3: my info for my other <laughs> account it's locked i can't i can't get to it yeah, okay. so
4: i was just shaking the entire time just because in general i just never been into any tournaments as well so mm. it was both combined was big streamers i admired never been to a tournament and even before that there was a twitch rivals conference room mm. and in the conference room kind of like all the partners were in like one table together and then like i had my own little table that i was just like that looks like the loser table where i could just sit and <laughs> chill and talk to no one so i'm gonna go there <laughs> And obviously, people were really friendly. There was other partners and yeah. uh, people that came up and talked to me eventually. But uh, it was just the whole setting was just felt very foreign to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, there wasn't any food really throughout those 10, 12 Ooh. hours. Uh, there was just Doritos because that was a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> that's
3: fine. <laughs> <laughs> but
4: I did not feel like talking all Doritos or the match. Uh,
3: yeah, <laughs> that's...
5: Uh... <laughs> Man, everyone, I have to remember that people. Orange. <laughs>
3: yeah, people don't like Doritos as much as I like Doritos. I have to remind it, myself of that.
5: It,
2: it's not days. even a liking. It's a a like. You're just going to be exhausted if you're fueling. Yeah, I'll be dehydrated. And dehydrated, and you're going to like. <laughs> And also, like, man, I want to see the aftermath of that because those keyboards and mice must have just been crusty after that. Ew,
5: <laughs>
2: that's gross. You're in the <laughs> tournament for me now. I, mean,
5: I know. Why would you even say what
3: you, that? What do you – it's, it's
2: like- be- it's from the dorito crust i I don't need to know okay boop you are the last person to be able to complain about talking about gross things that is nothing compared to i
4: don't think people were showing doritos during the tournament though (laughs) i think they were eating it in the (laughs) break but yeah so out of all of it i think the funniest part was just since i was so nervous i was just chugging water after water yeah which ended up me having to use the restroom right? right and the format unfortunately wasn't that stabilized where like after a game there was like a 30 minute waiting period between one game uh, to another okay. but when i would ask the staff like it they weren't sure. They weren't sure if it was something that they were starting in a minute or right. thirty minutes later. So they would always be like, uh uh, let me double check to see if we use the restroom. So it's awkward because I'm streaming. I'm just like, I feel like I'm like in the classroom. I'm like asking for permission right now. <laughs> I'm waiting for my hot pass. <laughs> like,
5: and yeah. then they would
4: tell me, okay, run uh, to the bathroom. And I just did Jeez. that throughout the tournament. Like, I think I went to a restroom maybe twice or three times throughout the 10 hours. And each time, oh. like they had me run there, run back. And then we wait, waited like 30, 45 minutes for the next match, even though I probably could have walked yeah. to the bathroom.
2: Okay, That's tournament crazy. staffs of the world. If that is something <laughs> to factor in, is <laughs> bathroom breaks for your players, because that is... Uh,
3: well, you know, it's so funny. It's so hard to be a tournament admin. You know, sure. as, as someone who I've, um, uh, I, I've been in that world, and I've experienced some of the great ones and some of the you know, not so great ones, right? Ones that made me cast for 12 hours versus ones that, you know, made sure that everything was okay. And um, there's a, there's a, sometimes it's hard to think about, okay, so a Hearthstone match is usually, you know, this long, but you don't think about, oh, but sometimes, like, remember way back in the day, the Freeze Mage versus Freeze Mage match? Oh, yeah. Um, Like back during Ngoro. Mm Mm-hmm like a 45
4: um, minute match but yeah right. exactly and then
3: they don't think about oh okay and then you have to have a break in between each one right, right. these one minute intervals start adding up over 16 mm-hmm. 24 200 players right. and uh it's not it's not necessarily what you want um but when you don't think about that then that's when you get no bathroom breaks right yeah. they think it's just so easy oh they'll have time right but you got to plan you got to plan it
2: out so I mean. important that's part of the reason
4: <laughs> the staff has so many church rivals event that they had to do like they there yeah. was a League of Legends one ongoing during the preliminaries of the TFT one Oh, wow. So it was literally during the League of Legends finals for Twitch Rivals while I was playing through the first, like, uh, two, four games mm-hmm. of the beginning. So mm-hmm. due to that, I can definitely see, like, uh, the confusion of having oh, yeah. two different Twitch uh, Rivals event going on.
2: Oh, yeah. The the tournament, I mean, nothing against the tournament staff themselves because yeah. they're just doing their jobs. It's just, like, so. as, an, as an admin, <laughs> at an admin side. Just it's the type yeah. of little things that you need to think of. It's... Uh, you got to yeah. factor in for the weight of the books. Uh, mm-hmm. Deep, deep cut, how I met your mother reference there. Um, but, <laughs> um, boop, boop is dying over here. I don't know if it's from the references or from... <laughs> The Doritos the season hailing <laughs> off camera.
3: It can be both. I do, I do love this one. So it's actually been super interesting to kind of hear the the, the kind of like the plight of the player, though, right? I think what mm-hmm. you I- explained is something that a lot of people in a lot of different gaming worlds, especially up and coming games, have kind of had to deal with, right? They they had to deal with the beginning stages. Things don't start um, with, you know, augmented reality opening ceremonies right. like, right? You you know, like uh, for for Worlds, but for TFT, it's really cool to see, all right, this is what the beginning is. And it must be cool to be a part of that, right? The beginning of of, of something. And so what is something that has changed since you even started here? Because I feel like in esports, everything's accelerated so quickly. Right. What is something that you've already seen change within the community, within the competitive atmosphere, within what you even want to do uh, over your time in TFT so far?
4: Well, for me, it's a very interesting scenario because I went from a front face tournament participant and content creator to now a coordinator for tournaments. Now, so I. See things in a completely different perspective now. It's no longer like, oh, let me look at the esports scene as a player now What can I join? What can I play now? I'm just like what can I create? Uh, for mm-hmm. these players and uh, at least from my end, it seems like the commercial for TFT has really slowed down There was twitch rivals and then there was the all-stars rebel Invitational and after that it kind of just went poof There was many tournaments here and there. There was a the fandom one which is a little bit bigger, but besides that one the TFT competitive scene has been uh, lacking and so many players in like the lobby discord has just been like uh- begging for mm-hmm. some sort of tournament and even it's funny because like we joke about how like oh like if there was like a hot dog or like a popeyes uh tournament people would sign up and it was like hell yeah we would <laughs> like, <laughs> that's how desperate we are i think ray just made a tweet about that he's like damn all these players just love popeyes you might as well make a popeyes tournament and have a sandwich be the reward <laughs> so
2: uh if the players are willing to play on camera for popeyes <laughs> sandwich i will personally put that on uh
4: levin's hosting tournament
3: yeah uh, yeah, you we'll do the,
2: the little legends tournament with a fifteen dollar <laughs> gift
3: certificate to Popeyes. No,
2: no, 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 no. I need to hand deliver that <laughs> Which... <laughs> There we
4: go. You lemons will fly to you.
2: <laughs> you know, for some reason, I, I
3: imagined you on like a little old time you know in Futurama they have those like bikes that fly in the air you know, the Da Vinci episode. Do yes. you remember this? The, the, yeah, the that's gyro-copter. You, like, The gyrocopter. Yeah, that you're like, you're like riding on the gyrocopter and then you just I, drop the...
2: No, I was thinking <laughs> more like, uh, Wizard of Oz, the, the, the Wizard and Wizard of Oz going in a hot air balloon across the, the country, <laughs> like <laughs> delivering tournament winning Popeye sandwiches <laughs> Dude, That's higher. Oh, there, that's it is. Right there That, that would, uh, that would give me an excuse to, uh, start a um uh, a hot air balloon and a top hat budget that would be that's really what my my goals in life have been um but speaking of goals see i brought it back um striving like really, uh, talk to us about what sort of your goals are in the the near term with tft and and maybe even in the longer term and what you see as sort of the future of, of tft
4: well, for TFT my biggest goal right now is to bring back that competitive spirit for players. That's the short-term goal that we're going to expand to long-term for sure. Um, exciting news, uh, first thing first, Rising is turned into a weekly basis now. And so mm. I told that to all those challenger players, and surprisingly, Fight Rising night. <laughs> Fight Night. Yes, Fight Night. First, started off the concept with Rising was that like we were just gonna give like plat players, diamond players, like every player to just like play because we didn't expect anyone like in the Charlie level who would be interested in like such a small little tournament like this. Mm. But we were completely wrong. All the challenger players were just like, "No, sign me up! I want to play!" <laughs> like uh, I said, there was one spot open on this coming Thursday's tournament, and like five challenger players was like. I want in, I want in. I was like, oh my, like, I didn't expect this. So I think right now we changed the concept now that like Ryzen's just going to be this like weekly fun tournament where... At, it's just kind of bragging rights and it's a best of four, very simple night for them to just win a hundred bucks and then get to come back next week and defend their title. Mm-hmm. And I think that concept has been kind of a little bit exciting for players. And obviously we have a very big tournament coming up sometime in March, ideally. Ooh. And so we are really excited to announce that. And besides those goals, though, just creating content for TFT outside of even competitiveness, we have... I just wish things were confirmed right now so I could like talk about it. But we do have a very big show planned uh, with potentially big names that we love working with. So we will see. We're still on the stages working with it, but hopefully we can announce those news soon and just make. A bunch of have to live it up again. Set three's coming out. Perfect timing. Yeah, yeah. big tournaments, mobile. big shows. Yeah, mobiles coming. Spectator mode. Fingers crossed. Coming around same time. We're <laughs> we'll hoping. Here's hoping. at this
3: point. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's so, really yeah. exciting, and and mm-hmm. it's cool that the organization is putting in the effort and intent it, on building that community and whatever you know. I've I've only been a part. Of that community for a little while since TFT, ever since I met mm-hmm. Jules, and uh, yeah, you're referring to just... the
2: Giant Slayer TV community, but I don't know if we actually said it.
4: Oh yes,
3: we, Giant Slayer.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
4: that's
2: what, what, I what I we should. For. Yeah, that's that's what we should probably yeah, say. Yeah, yeah.
4: Jules it's, fires yeah. me right after this. She just like you didn't say the name one time. Um, and, and <laughs> oh, I just got you know, te- I just why... got a text from
2: Jules that says I have to have a really awkward conversation on air. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thanks. Yeah, Thanks. so Risa. <laughs> he's gonna make yeah if you could like a a, a
3: flat like one of those like latex uh or resin flowers that says you're fired on it uh,
4: you know i would hang that up that would be a really pretty
3: gift yeah Yeah, best way to get fired ever um Uh. no but like i think the reason why you got so much attention was because everyone is everyone loves playing with each other right this community and i've been a part of a couple uh gaming communities i I was a big fighting game guy back in the day then you know hearthstone Overwatch, league of legends of everything this one's like the everyone's so nice true it's so so great to see and everyone plays with each other and everyone just wants tft to to do well right it's Mm -hmm. like it's like we were the runt of a, of the family that no one expected to be as successful as they are. Now yeah. it's time for us to go out and make our own money, and we're going to help each other to do that. And I think that's uh, a really awesome thing about this community in general. Why we love working with people like a uh, Giant Slayer and you and everyone else, uh, everyone else involved, because you guys have such a major part in that community building. Mm-hmm. And you personally, because you're the one dealing with the content. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's just been it's been crazy because obviously, uh, you know, I've done I mean, you guys have seen it. We've done a lot of work with with Giant Slayer from the fight nights to the the videos. and, And Risa, you obviously have been behind a lot of that. So, I mean, what has it been like? I mean, we're doing what, two videos a week and then the tournaments. It's just like. It's a lot of stuff going on like right now, like you, you mentioned there's not a lot of uh, other tournaments going on, but like Giant Slayer is putting out a ton of content on a weekly basis. What has it been like to just you know really I mean, again, I'm biased, but like in my mind, like we've you've been sort of carrying this TFT uh, community uh, in a lot of ways on your back.
4: To speak the truth it still doesn't feel enough like
2: uh, <laughs> I know right
4: <laughs> like prior to this uh when I used to work for a different company I was releasing five videos a week and I just been like itching to like just throw all that out and honestly you mm-hmm. need to find the right resources and make sure we plan it right yeah but there's that part of me where I'm just like it's not enough like I want to like start the big tournament now, Mm. like start this weekly tournament immediately as well. And then let's just throw a video every single day. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So what's been like though, obviously like taking a step back and just analyzing things. I think uh, for me before it was just simply pushing out content. And I don't think I truly got to analyze what I was doing. Like sure. Like the videos were doing great. All five videos on a weekly basis was just very scheduled Mm -hmm. versus now we release one video and we take the next three days and we sit down and we're like, okay, what did we do good? What did we do bad? And uh, working through all that little steps through one video has been mind-blowing for me. Like mm-hmm. uh, It's just been teaching me so much to just kind of slow down and just the concept of working behind the scenes is something I really love as well. Because now I'm hearing from my player's perspective and I feel like that's something that I never got when I was a player. When I was playing tournaments, I would play in one, and they never asked like how I felt about the tournament or like how to improve, etc. I was just like, "Okay, you play. Goodbye. See you later." <laughs> and uh, yep. now that I'm the coordinator myself, I feel really happy to be able to reach out and be like, "Hey, like you just participate. Let me know how we can change for the better." Mm-hmm. And hearing it from each individual's player, I get to see a whole new side. Also. I can relate as well because I right. used to be a player. So it becomes very interesting to see that dynamic of like, OK, this is something I have the power to change. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, sorry, we're a little off tangent. But in oh, terms of just producing that's, content, that's <laughs> I just want to keep producing more. Like, There's this urge that I think there's so much more we can get out of TFT. And mm-hmm. with Set 3 coming up, like, I wish, I, I hope I am able to handle it and get all the resources I need so that we could start producing like five videos a week once Set 3 launches.
2: That would be that, awesome. <laughs> that's an
3: undertaking. You're going to, uh, and hopefully, uh, and you know what though, that's a, that's a, that's a great goal for, for you and the rest of the community to have, because that, that's the thing. There's so many people out there who don't have goals like that, you know, right? They're, they're like, why, why isn't my channel growing? Why isn't this, this, right. and this? And they're not thinking about also what's next. Like, how, how do I get from A to C, right? It right. can be an incredible journey, right? But you have to be getting to C somehow and um and it's good that you guys are thinking like that so i think uh it's in it's in good
4: hands oh thank you i think there's a huge difference between a content creator and being a coordinator as well like mm-hmm. when i was a content creator That kind of mentality where it's just like, I know, like, to grow, I need to stream every day, same time. Can't suddenly, like, play TFT one day and then you play Walking Dead the next. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) that's just concept (laughs) I understand, but I don't do because, like, there's this lack of motivation somehow. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm a coordinator, my motivation just, like, jumped to, like, uh, for example, a concept I talk about is, like, networking. I hated networking as a streamer. I did Mm -hmm. not like going up to talk to a network to or like a partner anyone because mm-hmm. I, I didn't want it to seem like i'm trying to leech off to you them in any way right. so if a partner comes to talk to me, i'm like oh hi and i'm like yes. five sets back because <laughs> i don't want to come off weird versus as a coordinator now i'm just like no let's network let's make a show happen yeah. uh, talk to me <laughs> and uh, <laughs> i'm a lot more happy and motivated mm-hmm. and i think this works out a lot better for me well, I think
3: something that this also highlights, uh, mm-hmm. especially for those younger listeners at home, or really anyone who wants to, you know, transition into the field of esports. A lot of times, when someone's like, "I want to work in esports," they they think of on camera talent, and you know, they think of casters and the players, and that's that's it. Right. What people don't understand is there are so many different paths you can take, and yours is definitely one of them. Um, some of the best uh, workers I worked with over in the Overwatch world were our tournament coordinators. They were busy. And uh, mm-hmm. it was a it was a really really tough gig, and then that person transitioned into a project management role for a AAA company, right? So it's it's a. It's really, really important to show, hey, it's not about just being on camera or playing for the camera, right? There are so many opportunities around esports, whether that be in production, content creation, project management. You you know what I mean? And I think it's great to have you on to kind of represent all of those things, Mm -hmm. right? Because I think between us, we represent almost the entire industry um, outside of consulting. Uh, but uh uh it, it's just really cool to get all of those kinds of backgrounds you put it in the tft and that is grounds for germination of success and that's uh it's something that i'm really excited about for the future
2: yeah and and you've got me of course as an example of what not to do in all of those roles and uh someone's got someone's got to set the bad example right um but that is uh great and of course um and check out a lot of these awesome stuff that Risa is doing over at uh, Giant Slayer, the Giant Slayer TV YouTube. Um, you can also, uh, I, I hear the uh, the voice actor there is just just top top notch. Um, I don't know who it is, but it's uh they're they're great. <laughs> he sounds uh, a
4: lot like you actually. He, he, yeah. it's.
2: <laughs> i mean i don't even i i I don't know i i I don't i don't assume it's it's 2020 i don't assume um but uh, on that note let's uh take a quick break and we will be right back after these messages all right guys it is time for our BetOnline.ag bold prediction of the week BetOnline.ag is your online sports book expert. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, and you are going to be getting yourself a 50% welcome bonus. Now, I want to talk about some predictions, and we're talking, And what do we want? What do we, what can we even predict right now? What are things that are going on in the TFT world that we can actually predict and talk about and make a bold prediction? And the thing that I'm thinking of is something that's going to be happening in set three. We are going to be talking about this a little bit later on in the show, so we'll get a little bit of a continuation to this, but I want to go a little bit deeper on a bold prediction that I'm making for set number three of TFT, and that prediction is that we are going to see A 10 cost unit. I think we're going to see something super big, super splashy, something that is that breaks the game in a way that we haven't seen before. We saw Lux that I think was the first little nod to something more than the traditional five, you know, one, two, three, four, five cost units. We saw, I mean, we didn't see really any of that in Dota Auto Chess. We didn't see any of that in Dota Underlords. We saw the seven cost Lux in set two. And yeah, she's, mm, she's splashy. She's all right, but she's not, Uh, she's not really, she's just a strong unit, right? I'm thinking this 10 cost unit maybe it's a giant unit maybe it takes up two spots it takes up either two hexes or takes up two unit places in your comp so if you're on uh if you have uh, if you're level 8 it takes up two of your 8 so you can only have six other units in maybe it's something crazy like that We have not seen this in an auto battler yet. And I think with the space theme, we can see something like a giant alien. We can see something like a mech suit, a giant mech where a unit jumps into a mech. If you haven't seen anything like that, that would be awesome. That could be a 10-cost unit or a 10-cost addition, an upgrade or something like that. We don't know. And that is going to be what I am making my... BetOnline.ag bold prediction of the week. There you have it. BetOnline.ag bold prediction of the week. Remember, use the promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, and you're going to get yourself a 50% welcome bonus at BetOnline.ag. Ever see an untucked button down? They look bad. Why? Because they weren't meant to be worn that way. Thankfully, there's Untuck It, the original button-down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape, Untuck it shirts always fall at the perfect untucked length. With more than 50-plus fit combinations, Untuck it shirts look great on tall, slim, short, and athletic guys of all ages. For a big tall guy like me, these shirts actually fit great. Choose from styles like wrinkle-free button-downs, super soft flannels, outerwear, and more. With Untuck It, your shirts will never look baggy, bulgy, too long, or too big ever again. And their website is easy to use. They even have a whole page devoted to helping you find your fit. So whether you're shopping for the perfect gift or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, Untuck It is the way to go. Visit UntuckIt.com and use the code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's U-n-T-U-C-K-I-T.com and promo code BLUE for 20% off. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the break. I know I sure did. We had a really great, uh, not weird ASMR uh, talk uh, that you can only see during the live feeds. Twitch.tv slash the Blevins on Tuesdays at 8. Make sure you're there. Join the Discord. We do all the announcements. Um, We've got some interesting stuff here. And I pulled up this tweet that Mort Dog actually put out uh, earlier today uh, as of this recording and it was a um it was a graph of the popularity of four cost two star units at high elo and i'll post the link uh in the description so you can see it but basically it's just like you would imagine it's a it's a graph with a bunch of lines in uh in descending order and i don't know if you guys have uh taken a look at this or not but i thought it was kind of interesting A, that like we get a little bit of an insight as to what the team actually sees. And it's like, oh, they, you can start getting like super granular. Like you can, you can like extrapolate this out and like they can just look at anything in the game and have these stats. Um, So when we're complaining about something being broken and they're like, well, it's really not that broken. Now we kind of see, yeah, maybe they can see it. Um, (laughs) But, uh, i'll give i'll give the listeners a second here to make their predictions um of what they think so it's the the four two star four cost units in terms of popularity at high elo so take a second those of you listening at home and think about what you think those are in order and there's two four six eight ten see if you can see if you can name them in order Okay, uh, we'll we'll go over that. But just looking at this, what did you guys sort of get, get from this? Was it was it interesting? Am I just going on about nothing? Am I just a nerd for thinking that stats are interesting?
3: No, not at all. Um, I think one of the funniest things is just like how hard it feels like it is to get old right. off, <laughs> but obviously I'm doing something
2: wrong uh also for what's worth boop we are not at high elo no matter what <laughs> he didn't say what he didn't say what uh what high elo actually means but i can guarantee you that we are not in it
3: <laughs> yeah malphite makes sense uh so for those at home uh, the order is as i'm sure you've paused and given your prediction let's do it right now right pause right now to give your prediction go say it out loud and we'll hear you all right so the top 10 is Malphite, then Twitch, and then it looks like it's tied with Ash and Yorick, and That's then Brand. Uh, Annie will follow, and then Kozik's, Janna, Lucian, and then Olaf rounding out
2: the rear. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. You really, you really had to go there. Um, yeah, I mean, the biggest thing for me is like you said, like you said, like Olaf. When you're looking for a man, does it seem like he's not there? (laughs) You know,
3: it's so funny, too, because I remember what you said about Woodland Lux, and that has rung true for me every single time, by the way. Every time I'm running something that's not Woodlands, I see Woodland Lux, like, every time. If I last. When I'm running Woodlands, like, that's when I'll see Cloud
2: and Shadow Lux. Yeah. You know, but th- those are the times. In my last game, my Yasuo game that I got second place in, I saw Woodland Lux early, and I almost wanted to throw my game because I was very far ahead. <laughs> like, I was on a huge win streak. <laughs> I had everything. Yasuo. I had perfect items, and I saw the Woodland Lux, and I had no other Woodlands, and I'm like, I want to do it. <laughs> if it was game night, I would have done it, but I didn't. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> Risa was so, uh, yeah. Risa and um, using your top tier, you know, this, this graph
3: is talking about you <laughs> um, and your other profiles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All just, of them.
4: There's just one other. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, so, like, does anything about this surprise you? And do you, what, would, do you, what would change the most if we looked at a low elo uh, graph of the same thing, in your opinion?
4: Well, I think the key point here from Ryan Moore's treat is that this is popularity, not win rate. True. So what do you say about that, for example? like uh, Malphite was a little surprising at first, but seeing that statement makes a lot more sense because Malphite is only truly using an Ocean Mage comp. And even then, maybe you take him out because Mountain Mm. loses his strength completely during the late game. So in the very final comp, you'll rarely see a Malphite, but Malphite is a great big rock tank and he provides great CC. So popularity-wise, I can definitely see why you would just have them in the front. And the next two that follows up, Twitch and Ash. Rangers is one of the top comps right now, so you just kind of pick up those two no matter what. If... uh, this was a popul uh popularity, but not winner for low Elo. I wonder what it would be, honestly. I yeah. think we would see Yorg at the highest, because I see a lot of hyper old lights players, so <laughs> I,
2: I feel like Olaf would be way higher.
4: And Olaf <laughs> would be way higher too. I don't see berserkers at all in top elo lobbies anymore, but yeah. I think people still play them in uh like gold, silver. Yeah and, yeah, and I think the
3: ones that go down um are is Twitch. I think that's the one that probably goes down the most in my opinion, uh, if we're looking at a low ELO. I could be wrong about this. I'm, I'm, I'm taking this literally
2: right out of my butt. <laughs> also, the name. Yeah, also not literally. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> um, this is interesting, again, because it is popularity and not win rate. I'm wondering, because like, if you think about this, and you th- and you thought of these, I guess I'm, I'm getting way off the beaten path here. Still on topic, but off the beaten path. If you think of these as like stocks, for instance, like they're going up in popularity, which means like and and like you said, Risa, twitch and Ash are near the top, malphite is number one, but twitch and Ash are the next two that follow. Rangers is super super popular right now, but that means that, and again, this goes ties back to our other conversation of. It's super popular and it can get first place, but it's contested. Right. So as this goes up in popularity, it's power level as a comp to go for kind of goes down because it's harder to do. Right. If you get it, it's still strong. But in like when you're looking at it from like, I don't have anything I'm going to go for this comp, it's actually weaker because it's harder to get so something like olaf which is really low is actually kind of if if it has the power to to win in general it actually the power level goes up when its popularity goes down because if you get something uncontested it's better is this making any sense or am i just <laughs> to a you know certain
4: extent i think berserkers right now gets countered way too hard by the meta so it i guess so berserkers get countered by Rangers. Yeah. So that's just a simple matter of fact. So if you have six people going for Rangers and you are the only berserker, yeah, you'll hit your Olaf two quicker than uh, these six players hitting their Ash right. two and Twitch two. But ultimately, you're not going to be first or second because there's six Rangers right. and uh, mo- half of them will get their comp Someone's and half of them will that, beat yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the idea of why with Rangers being at the top that means Olaf is going to be at the bottom because he's going to be poking at this ash for 30 seconds and they probably not get his ult off and die.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I I, I like how you're thinking about it, though. Blood. Yeah, you gotta think about everything like that right because yeah. it's totally right in theory yeah but when you actually do successfully have the comp with all the other intangibles what does that actually mean right i think and i think you're right i the, the big thing about olaf is, olaf is olaf is a low elo trap in regular league of legends so i would assume whoa, 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 that and also I'm in an DFT, olaf main bro
2: exactly so it's regular <laughs> TFT, I throw yeah, off
4: skin yeah i do i
2: it, do actually have Olaf skin it. <laughs> a trap i definitely bought
3: it um uh, but yeah it's it's actually really interesting i love stats like this this is the type of stuff that i'm like like i want to know per division which little legend has the highest win rate because how funny would it be <laughs> okay, is- right if there was like a correlation
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah like how funny would
3: it be if like for some reason in diamond like your ring has like a 60 percent win rate in a, in a lobby like wouldn't that, that would just be, be really
2: funny, that would be right, hilarious uh, I, I love stats like that so more more of this por favor I want to see I mean I want to see this stuff this is the type of stuff that I know in having watched so much of Mort's streams and having we actually having talked to him I know a lot of this they won't show us and can't show us and don't want to show us because like seeing something like this again like even just my like first level thinking of it is like Oh well I'm now I know in general Olaf is not being gone for like not just anecdotally I know for a fact it's it's super uncommon so I can like change my thinking it's almost like insider trading which is why I kind of th- thought of it like stocks it's like Oh, well, I know at my ELO that no one is going Olaf. I have the stats to show that. I have the insider trading. I can buy, 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 buy Olaf. They're super cheap right now. And but then, but maybe no one's going Olaf because it's bad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but and I think that that is possible, but also there is somewhat like there's a there's a breaking point for it. And that wouldn't you wouldn't be able to look at just one graph potentially. There's a breaking point because, like, yes, maybe Olaf gets countered by rangers but what if you get like what if you get olaf three super early or if, if you're easily able to get olaf three like can olaf three i i it the i don't know what the answer to that is in this specific scenario but you can see where like even a weaker champion a weaker four cost champion if you can get it cost or uh restart maybe that makes a difference um,
4: chances of that are incredibly low, though, to three. Sure, even if no one ever goes for it, right. chances to do three. is extremely low.
3: It's kind of like, oh, you could win a million dollars if you bet it all on black. <laughs> you could you totally uh, could there's the option
2: i mean done. there's definitely Maybe merit there.
4: going for a comp that is lower popularity i think in this case scenario it's not the best example due to the fact that is so popular is right. a direct counter but if it was so for example using kha'zix i think kha'zix is a really good example here yeah. is that like i think desert is pretty strong in the meta right now mm-hmm. and kha'zix is a great early to mid game unit and i would honestly capitalize on kha'zix a lot more it seems like this is something that might be easier to hit mm-hmm. and although i still won't use it for any late game comp, I think Kazi eventually would fall off due to the Rangers and Slash um, Crystals. Crystal is I think offering, they could so. carry me for during the mid game spike mm-hmm. tremendously versus Olaf. You don't sell your Olaf or you don't use it for mid game and then sell it for late game. Right. So I think that's the difference. So I think yeah. using that logic, though, like going for a uh, unit like Kazi could be really good. Or Annie even. Annie's mm-hmm. in the mid tier as well. Annie's a unit that you honestly you can so. buy. If you have the gold for a buyer pop her down she mm-hmm. throws out a bear and she she's stay tank for you yeah. yeah she's basically two units and so she does a great job for your mid power spike as well so i sometimes would tear to her keep her there for a bit it's just about the timing of making sure to delete and sell those units off mm-hmm. for your final comp
2: right yeah super interesting to me and i i Mm-hmm. I hope that this discussion, if Mort hears it, is inspiring him to give us more <laughs> insights and not being like, oh, God, they're on to us. We can't show anything now. I still want to see the I mean, it's less interesting now because so much time has gone by, but I want to see like what the number of tier three five cost units in ranked games has been like total. Like, cause I've, I've never, I've only ever seen one happen in the wild and it was on dog stream and set one. I've never, I haven't seen a single, I mean, I've seen people post on Reddit, but.
4: Right. That's such yeah. a huge Do you think the site. number
2: at this point in time is over or under 1,000?
3: Do you think w- Probably there's over. been more? Probably like about 10,000. Well. Then
4: no say i say he's under honestly well, i think in, like the only post we see is that that's all there is
2: well <laughs> really. you, you know i thought the same thing and then i asked like a lot this is a while ago so maybe but i, I was kind of i was talking in mort's chat about this and like thinking about it and he basically like made me think more about the scope of like how many like x million players playing is like how many games that actually is I'm like oh I'm probably just underestimating like how many games of TFT are actually being played yeah but at the same time
3: it's kind of like we're gonna go gambling again hitting the jackpot on a slot machine right like how many people pull those handles I don't know I think uh, uh, I don't think it's that high because when he answered I remember he was like I don't actually know but I would assume because of the number of games no
2: I'm, something like this I, th- was, I think he did i sure i don't remember the i don't remember the answer more if you listen to this uh tag us on twitter and let us know uh, I think there's
4: also the concept that in a ranked game, though don't people will not go for a right game, sorry, five yeah because in a ranked it's too game, costly right yeah. in so a it's ranked just normal game, games we're under, talking about yeah. too
2: in a ranked game i think it's under a thousand but man, I don't know because I keep thinking like. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Be, That's something to noodle on. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. That'd be one percent of games if it if there's a thousand for every million games. So it's like, I don't I know. It's
4: less than one percent. Yeah, huh? but
2: well, that that there's more than a million games. It doesn't matter. Well, uh, maybe we'll, <laughs> maybe maybe we'll get that answer someday. Uh, yeah. It's just an interesting silly little thing. Um, But in the vein of the patches that we've. uh, the, the patch that we've been talking about, and actually these past few patches, um, you know, we've talked about on the show and just kind of gotten a sort of a general consensus from most people. I know there's always, it seems like the the top players, they, they, they jump to conclusions very quickly in terms of what they like or don't like about a patch. Um, but we've talked about in general, at least from our perspective, that these last few patches have just been fantastic for tft it's felt really good it's felt like there's a lot of options now we've had a couple of outliers and friends uh blender and whatnot but like outside of those few outliers these last few patches have felt really really good um and i'm curious Risa, what your thoughts are on these past few patches maybe set two in general in terms of balance for the game and how you've enjoyed playing it and and viewing it
4: uh for me i think these couple of patches definitely was a much better balance compared to what you just mentioned, Blender and Silver and Friends. Mm. I have to be honest, though, that I do think set one was better than set two. Um, set That's two a hot was take. going. <laughs> set 2 was going towards the right direction there was soft counters which is a great idea bigger board space I think these are great stuff and also again not doing huge changes where it just like destroys the meta but just a little like a couple of viewers told me how they feel like the passions were a lot easier to understand
5: mm-hmm.
4: and I think that's a great point it's not like suddenly changing abilities and switching to sub 10 more synergies on this patch etc right Um. Right. however why I like set 1 over spe- two better is due to the fact that set one things were simplistic in the fact that you can see everything in the board right one little position matters so much to me and then uh, i can see what every single unit is doing and there's spectacles right like a nari suddenly jumping smashing Mm -hmm. half my board which is like oh my god like that kind of reaction here i'm just kind of like oh my mouth i booped them Cool. Yeah. Like, it just. Yeah.
3: The only one who, like, really gives you that same feeling of, like, a big Sedge or or, or let, that Gnarled is Vigard when you get to Machine Gun and unlocked, Yeah. Right. Think, That's, yeah, like, you the only one, really.
5: Yeah. Right.
4: There was a little bit of Zed at the beginning when we, like, Shojin off and he was just, like, cloning all over the place. But, like, That's there true. was really a lack of that in that, Set too
2: <laughs> That was your <laughs> fight night debut, wasn't oh, it? Oh, that was one of the. It was you versus Sphinx with the million Zeds.
4: Yo no. <laughs> He was running yeah, Blender before it was, was Blender. Yeah. He, he ran Egg with Renekton 3 and I oh, ran Julian right. Z against yes. his egg girl. Um. <laughs>
3: Yeah, you know, yeah. and I th- that's actually something that more talked about when he was on the podcast was it was a- an intentional choice to move away from like the Cho Gaff, Nar, Sedgwine. Like there's too much of that in set one. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I think for set two, the- it just feels a little underwhelming. It feels a little bit more, you know, character to character rather than things reaching a map wide kind of state right and i think that's something that they're definitely going to fix going into the next set because it sounded like he was very aware of it And the way that i think he was talking about it means that we're definitely going to get some of those ults back so fingers crossed
4: yeah so they did he didn't make a post that said he's gonna put back more spectacle kind of ults yeah Another complaint of set two, I would say, though, is um, there's too much. Like uh, there's inferno hexes burning all over the place. You have sire mm. plants in one corner, and then apparently those plants could have been targeted. We found out like three patches <laughs> in, and it's just all over the place. And with summoners as well. Like you yeah. have like four Yorick units here. Like th- just it's just not fun mm. to analyze. <laughs> yeah. uh, like
3: there's there's less map-wide ultimates fantastical ultimates but for you it's harder to read even though yeah. there's less of that that's interesting it, yeah. it's a
4: lot more rng too because it's not like these burns are always in the same spots it's like right. they're just randomly burning enemies everywhere and also the concept they fix this bug but like they always change their targets as well so for example even even you put one unit there sometimes it targets the left unit and sometimes it would target the right unit and that's something that didn't happen in set one. Set one is oh. you position this way, it will always go for like the Gnar in front. It will always go right. for this unit in front. Here, it's like a random 50% chance of RNG. If my unit will go for this person or that person, mm-hmm. sometimes it turns left, sometimes it turns right, even though the same exact positioning as before. And that's another concept I dislike because that's playing more towards RNG rather mm. than a calculated positioning and then being like 50% now. Like, we'll right. see if he just left or right. right. Yeah.
3: yeah. So for set three, would you like to go back to a smaller map or do you want to see more um, kind of fantastical ultimates come back with a mixture of set two? What would you, if you were to create the perfect set three for you as a player, mm-hmm. don't, don't care about anyone else, right? No one else matters. Yeah. Um, what would that look like?
4: So I would keep the bigger board space But they would need to go in and define these ults to be much more direct and linear so i hope like with space and aussie it's not like half the map randomized will suddenly glow or something like, <laughs> i have a would theory
3: i actually that. have a theory um and it was brought up by a joke that i, I forget who's, but someone said that like asteroids would hit the map mm-hmm. or, or something like that but, but i actually don't think even you bring could that be, up I think, you could, I think you could be right like i think maybe oh, the way God. that the map might get effective is random hexes get taken away see that's of like <laughs> it, it, it's gonna be one that, it's like one of the only kind of thought that I haven't seen them use yet, right? Uh-huh. In terms of how to affect like R like the elemental That's hexes. My worst I, I don't I <laughs> something different I don't think they would I, do that. Um but, but like if they were to take hexes away or add characters that block hexes that will maybe cause people to like walk around a certain um, maybe
4: that obstacle. that one might be more okay. I could see that.
3: I don't think you take um, away hexes because, because, because we have some of that stuff because like trundle and league of legends puts up a pillar and you have to like walk around it yeah. and i was thinking that that could be something in the game i don't know yeah. maybe taking away random hexes with the thought of forcing different positioning every map as opposed to getting set based on your comp
4: they were having I to say it's not randomized so it would be like uh um he puts a hex or sorry he destroys the hex right in front of him
3: or, or right. something I'd, like that. Random yeah, hex. But but interaction with hexes like that, I could see them doing it at some point, but that's okay. my that's my gut. I have no idea, but mm-hmm. I feel like in terms of if I were a designer, I'd like to try that out and see how that like affected the game. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's why I'm not a designer.
4: I think <laughs> randomness needs to be controlled as a main key point. For example, people hated started hitting Set 2 more because they kept calling um, Talia and fight yeah. the Phantoms. Phantom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then also with Azir, there's a Reddit post, which I actually freaking love, where uh, there's a 3-star Azir and just so happened the second he ulted, he, they went on the 3-star or it just instantly got destroyed yep. within like 0.1 second. Yep. And that's just like a terrible feeling where it's just like, if it targeted my Kog'Maw, I lose. If it targeted anything else, I could have won. And so that that all feels like phantom to me, right? So
2: yeah, yeah. The the counter, well, part of the counter to that is like the inverse of that is Yasuo, right? It's like <laughs> the Yasuo just always targets the best unit. Like but
4: that's why we like Yasuo because it says it that it will always okay. target. So we can play right, around can it play with around
2: itemization. It. That's yeah, fair.
4: Azir is just yeah. random. Like we get unlucky if yeah. it goes for our Drissar or that, that is plans. fair.
2: That that's an interesting <laughs> one. Um, Yeah, it
3: it strikes to me, it it strikes me that they want to keep some sort of math randomness, right? Because even mm -hmm. in regular League of Legends, even with the elementals, right? Changing that up. So if that's the direction they're going, that's like, I think, literally, like the first idea someone had probably in that meeting. Let's, let's take hexes away let's expand the map space but take you know instead of elemental hexes giving you something let's just take that away and see how yeah. it affects because everyone behind that hex would have to also have to walk around it right i they, don't know and they, based on your synergies and origins might work around that kind of thing too
2: but yeah um like- Oh, if there's oh, like assassin, cool. the and assassin type class can like hover over those blank spaces or something. That would be interesting. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. Maybe there's like a floating class, right? right? <laughs> or <laughs> like or a flying class. Uh, but yeah, that actually is a really good uh, follow-up question to that. Uh, Rissa is if you were to create an origin or a class. Um, like for Blev, it's the beard class right (laughs) uh for me it's the i want to see heart seekers i finally decided because there's a skin line called heart seeker which is like valentine's day themed Mm. and i just don't know what that would be but that would be fun uh what about you what do you what would you kind of like to see a a type of uh fantasy in the game for you that you haven't seen quite yet
4: hmm i think like zillion and something with time would be pretty fun I'm scared to say more because I feel like it would be RNG related and that would just, as a player, probably destroy me. <laughs> but, <laughs> something with like just a single, something like Blitzcrank, where it's just like a robot, like immediately from the start, something happens. Yeah. Oh,
3: yeah I actually probably bring up missing Blitzcrank more than any other unit. Yeah. Love, I love like, like, Blitzcrank. Okay, that
4: is a spectacle from a two cost unit. and. Yeah. Is there a two cost unit now besides Yasuo that has a lowest spectacle? No, right? And even with Yasuo, is just very particular too. Yeah. It's not even that big of a spectacle, to be honest.
2: I mean, the Volley <laughs> bug that Mort exploited on his stream was a uh, pretty, a pretty spectacle. Mm-hmm. But. The
4: bears were a fun a few patch. Demon bear, assassin bear. <laughs> like, like,
2: oh, the old volley well, bear. Well, that old volley bear was, was three costs. I'm talking about the, oh, the one the from, new this, from this. Oh,
4: the new volley bear. Was there fold. a new
2: bug? It was on, I think it was only on PBE, and it was only ah. for a little bit. But it was literally, if you put a death cap... on. Uh, I, actually, I don't know. I think the only reason the death cap was relevant is because it would one-shot things. But you get a volley bear, and when he would alt, he, if he would kill someone... And his alt normally resets, like it gives you mana. Right. And resets. It would have infinite range, oh, <laughs> so he'd yikes. put a death cap on it. So he'd go, he'd he attack, 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 alt, crunch, kill, reset. Just like start machine gunning from across the matches, just crunch, 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 crunch. Uh, I think Mort actually put a video up on his YouTube. It's oh. actually pretty funny. That's awesome. uh, yeah, but yeah, that got that got fixed uh, real quick, but yeah two cost. i'm trying to think that yeah yasuo is probably the only one that comes to mind that has any sort of oh i mean there's always of course uh ready for battle we've got, got jacks of course but he's not really a spectacle uh, <laughs> jack just spins a little bit <laughs> he, he does so uh, i i was thinking about it because you guys are saying and and mort has said it and a lot of people have said it that Sajwani alt, Chogath alt, um, these big um spectacle alts. And it's like we kind of. It, I think the part of it isn't the fact that it it like stuns a big portion of the map because we we have that now because like Malphite kind of does that and Amumu definitely does that right. He has a huge alt that, yeah. but it's taric, super five costs yeah. Tarek. It's super quick, right? It's like a just goes foop. And then things are stunned. Whereas like Cho'Gath, it's like the circle comes out and it's like, Oh, the circle wait for it. And then boom. And then Sejuani is like, Oh, it's coming down. I'm wondering, yeah. and this is, I, I have no idea if there's any credence to this at all. If it's like, it's not the fact that you're stunning multiple people or you're affecting multiple units. It's the, like the buildup to it. That a is really
4: animation. Yeah. I think, is yeah. Two key point. Cause uh, even Dota Auto Chess, uh, if, if have you guys ever experienced playing yes. that? No? I, yep. I do. So least, yeah. there's the Kunca with the giant yes, ship just the coming ship. from across, and then it's just yes. a little fun. So just <laughs> you, that hear, the yeah, yeah, you right? hear the bell, I yeah, mean? you hear the bell. Like there's just so much going on that you're like, it's coming. And yeah. you guys so excited for it, and I think that's what we lack like here. Like our old is cool. Like it is a stun. It's like circular, but then it went bloop, and then yeah. it's done. So
2: yeah. Um, Oumu could be so. You just kind of want.
3: I I think you want to like feel. I think for you, you you want to feel feel it, it, right? And I think that's just good design. I think they did a really good thing in terms of cleaning up some of the interactions in this set because they do have so many synergies. But the set did feel cleaner in in a sense of you might have had a harder time reading the fights, but in terms of character Mm -hmm. per character, the map they Mm -hmm. definitely grew in terms of what their design philosophies are looking like and how intentional they're going to be. And I really do think that this third set's really going to show all of that growth and how they've decided to really push the game. Because set three is big, right? It's pretty much a... It's pretty much TFT2, right? Because it's coming out on mobile. Mobile's going to increase the player base by so much right and um it's going to open up streaming opportunities and professional opportunities and just because it's gonna and because more more of us have phones and computers just more and more people are going to play so set three has to slap if tft is gonna if tft is gonna survive and i think set two and set one are perfect learning examples to where knowing what i know of more how we've talked and the rest of the team i feel pretty confident that set three is going to be pretty epic that we are going to get almost everything that we ask for maybe except the spectator client which will come a <laughs> later
2: except for the one thing that we absolutely want uh, <laughs> I don't know I, you guys could disagree with me but I think set three I'm really really excited I mean, for it because I'm
4: so nervous about it there's excitement like you said like I feel like they yeah. took in everything all that they learned this what is we their wanted. final exam right for yes. the
3: <laughs> semester this but is their that, final for the semester yeah
4: I just know like set two scared away so many players too. like all it brought yes. in a lot more but set 2 was just like there's so much you relearn again but at least set 2 it was about elementals so that's easy fire burns you know like it was concept we understood yeah this was space stars and odyssey and i'm not like i like sci-fi at all but i'm like nervous <laughs> about. Uh, i
3: love about it. sci-fi like space and odyssey speaks directly to me Ooh, and you know okay. and that's a, that's a, that's actually a really interesting kind of question for the design team it's just like sci-fi is in space has always been kind of like an alienating type of genre is that, is right? that pun so intended like horror, space no actually it wasn't um, <laughs> so kind of like like in the movie world world like horror right there are just some people who don't watch it right. and so i wonder like That's how true. theming does affect player base in that way right that your perception of what's going mm-hmm. on might be affected based on just the theming right because i was watching a stream the other day and he said we literally lost players because there were no more yordles right yeah for tft (laughs) is that something that that you're just gonna have to deal with you know every other set or so yeah right that like in hearthstone a priest just isn't good so i just won't play for a month or and thank god priest is good because i think hearthstone's at its worst place when priest is good um (laughs) but uh, in terms of tft like yeah i think you guys know what i'm trying to say yeah
4: yeah and that's the fear like would it alienate it's not a pun but (laughs) is it
3: is it their job is it is it their job to like make sure that everyone likes every set right that is it okay for you to say Okay, well, I'm not a big fan of sci fi. I might take a little bit of break this up, but next set, I might come back anyway, right? And juggle players like that. And I'm sure that's something to think about, but I'm interested to see what the
4: philosophy what you on that is. Would it be better not have a theme? Because set one definitely didn't have a theme, right? It was just all over the right. place. If there's spatials and there's yeah. nice. I think that concept is a lot less scarier than, uh, at least for me, when I hear a space team, I don't know why part of me like freezes up a little. Bit. I'm like, oh gosh, I'm so boring
2: now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't feel that way for space, but I'm just trying to think if it was, like, a horror... Like, you mentioned people don't like horror movies. I don't particularly like horror movies. If there's, like, a horror theme set, I mean...
4: Like, yeah, fiddlesticks, like... Uh, well,
2: I feel like that would probably be pretty cool. I like the theming okay. of it. I like the... I mean, I think, honestly, that the elements are kind of boring. It's like, okay, water, great, cool.
4: Playing it safe. Huh?
2: It is playing it safe, right. and I personally don't want them to do that. Now, the... I am i think after seeing sort of the reception from set two in terms of like you said uh risa i had the same experience where people my friends told me hey i loved set one it was great and i'm sure set two is great but i don't want to learn a new game like it's a new game coming out every time they release a set We talked about this before on on previous episodes of like maybe a a different way or uh, to release sets to have a little bit more overlap. But regardless of that, like just a new set coming out is very uh, scary for me as someone who's creating content and wants to promote the community because people are going to leave the game and stop the game. Hey, we've been playing for four months on set two and now. Everything's gone. There's not even elemental hexes, and now there's this new asteroid <laughs> everything thing. Everything is and different. Everything is completely different. And it's like, yeah, I know how to buy units, but like, I'm, you're, it's like, if they, what if they, repl- what if set three, just think, go through this thought experiment. What if set three was just Dota, uh, was just Dota Underlords, like i mean the game the game is different right but like it's the same in a lot of ways it's still and and like the new set is dota underlords now you got to go play dota underlords for set three it's like yeah i kind of don't want to learn that like i for a while when I, tft first came out like i was kind of alternating um because i'd be like oh you know i liked i really like dota auto chess and i was playing the drodo version on my phone and whatnot and it's mm-hmm. like I'll, I'll keep i'll keep up with it but then it's like I got really into TFT and I go back, I like take some time off of Dota Underlords and I go back and I'm like, I don't like what, why is Venomancer a one cost now? It's like, I don't even know what's going on anymore. And mm-hmm. it's like, uh, and that's the sort of feeling that people have. And, yeah. you know, we're blinded well, like, you know, in a little bit because we're creating content and we're on top of it at all times for everything. But a lot of people aren't like that.
3: Yeah, you put in all this work and effort, uh, and then all of a sudden it doesn't feel like it matters anymore, right? Because the new set's the great equalizer. It's right. the opportunity for new players to come in and feel like they're on more even footing, right? Yeah. It's uh, it's kind of like when it's like if you're playing regular league when your champion gets picked to get reworked, right? It's it's right. it's really scary. For, for a similar reason. right? Yeah. Just, you don't know how it's going to end up. You don't know how it's going to go. And after they change it, is the core playing philosophy even yeah. still the same, right? right. Because you got to make sure that they still like playing that character, right? That's why a lot of people who play Volibear are, are, are scared for that rework right. specifically, right? And so that definitely goes in. But, you know, in the end, I think having a theme makes marketing okay. a lot That's easier, true. right? And... Yeah. And just saying, oh, look at these cool things because for this third one, I think visuals are going to be so important because they have Mm -hmm. to bring people in and people Mm -hmm. aren't going to be listening all the time to a commercial or bring it in. They're going to see someone streaming it and if the game looks cool, they might download it or they might come and play, Mm -hmm. right? And so I think that's why for this particular set, a theme is good. It'll be hard, maybe in set six or seven, maybe continue it. It might be kind of like forcing it at that time. But as of right now, I think of where we're at I think a little calamity might be nice as like kind of like because it's still in beta, right? Yeah.
4: Yeah, you're right. Actually, I never even thought about that before. <laughs> we are still in beta for TFT. Yeah.
3: yeah, exactly. So why not go crazy? Right? right. Like, dude, that's and, and, that, and that's something I like. And I'm cool with alienating some people for you know two or three months if it's not their jam, but uh, and if they don't lose the core playing philosophy of the battler I think they could really try whatever because no one's really defined exactly how this is supposed to play anyway.
4: That's true, and honestly, I think once we do go official. Now you mentioned the beta part. I need a client to ourselves that is not the League of Legends, like a Runeterra yeah, I mean, client, yeah. but one for TFT. That would make my day. So they had no client. idea
3: it would be this successful, but I'm sure
2: right. now that they know things might be yeah. in the I, works. I don't know if that if that's happening or not. I feel like Mort has talked about that a bit, and I don't remember him saying that. It's probably
4: kinda, not anytime not, soon. Yeah, not, but.
2: I think a lot of what he's said in that regard, and a lot of what he he even probably knows, and it just hasn't been thought about, is like all of it is prefaced on like mobile first, and then we'll talk. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, we got to get
3: mobile out. That's the most important thing, and it's the most important thing for all of us. But do you yeah. know what the most important question is i mean
2: i do boop but why don't you ask it anyway
5: (laughs) yeah
3: so i mean so you gotta get your thinking cap this is super philosophical um which little legend tastes (laughs) the best (laughs) if you had
5: to eat yes um, if you had to eat one of the
3: little legends smart Which one do you think would taste the best?
4: Fuwa is it's that? Easy, uh, a this is it's, it's very okay, straightforward. Okay, There's okay. a pig if, in the game. If, if
3: you're gonna pick the Fuwa, I have to counter. No, okay. And Blev and Blev and knows what I'm gonna count. Her. I know you the are. And I'm gonna. I'm gonna.
4: Yes. <laughs> the,
3: the fua is sad. And so I don't think the meat is going to taste oh as God. good as something Jesus. like the fury horn or even the paddle bar.
4: You know, All I'm saying I don't is want that, to eat a happy animal, yeah, but that just exactly,
2: sounds like <laughs> exactly a happy, happy, happy. You're taking animal, an animal while it's having a happy life. <laughs> you're taking a okay, little okay, legend. Okay, it's happy. It just got the sword on the opening the carousel eat. that you wanted. And then you're like, you know what? This is going to be a tasty, happy little legend. Let's kill it and eat it I right think now.
3: The meat will be more tender, right?
4: <sighs> because they're they were happy them, doing no. more
3: exercise and stuff like when that when i see
4: a happy so. animal i'm not like oh the meat must be more tender nor like when they're sad you know <laughs> like, <laughs> no, but, like, but like when i see a
3: cow right they're like okay these cows are
2: both gonna die anyway so <laughs> let's Just kill I mean, the one that's having a good life <laughs> yeah. let's kill the one that's enjoying life right now instead of the one that's not
3: well it's gonna get
2: cooked and eaten anyway right so <laughs> might as well.
3: well uh, on the, on, uh, You really don't think a happier animal, if you take the ethos and emotion out of it, that a happier animal would taste better than a sad one.
2: I think you're just biased against uh, uh, whatever uh, chemicals and adrenaline and whatnot is produced by stress. I think you're just biased. You're just taste biased against those things. I don't know what, I don't know what adrenaline for, tastes like. Just for me,
4: like. happiness is not a criteria for my testing <laughs> <laughs> <of food. laughs>
2: it's like that episode real answer have you ever it's... seen that episode of um portlandia where they go to the like fresh to farm restaurant and they're like
3: yeah oh, the yeah, yeah yeah yeah
2: for the chicken like, yeah. yeah and, and then, then they end up be joining joining a cult, joining a cult yeah i mean that, yeah. That, that that goes off the rails like many portlandia skits to do be but to fair <laughs>
4: though one of the little legends is the little named dongo which means cake in japan like it's oh. he it's literally a japanese dumpling is what he is yeah, yeah. So, so we were happy. we
3: we were also thinking about that one because he eats so many other things. He is right? literally so, a food. Uh, his, yeah, like, yeah, so, so, like a so like, <laughs> so like the, he's also flavored with other food and potentially other little legends.
4: <laughs> That's scary. <you> know? <laughs> yeah.
5: And
3: just, so yeah. I, I I think like you age that. Um, the other one that you have to kind of I think what was the other one? The rock that kind of looks like a Kinder egg. N-
2: no, huh? not the rock. Um, the, no, bird. No, 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 no. the bird. The bird. That yeah, looks no, like the bird. Yeah, the cocker. The yeah. talker, yeah. Why do
4: you want to eat that thing? No, no, no because <laughs> it's it, it, oh, okay. yeah.
2: It's like there's like a, a,
4: <laughs> a creamy
2: filling inside. It's like <laughs> it's like a kid.
4: I would never look at talker the same no more <laughs> crack it open and uh,
3: cream the inside it,
4: it,
2: yeah it, it's like an easter if egg if you're
4: one of those if you're a
2: hydro <laughs> homie
3: then you can just go with the river
2: sprite yeah just drink drink a nice glass of river sprite
4: I can see the river sprite being a uh, nice relaxing refreshing <laughs> yeah,
2: I wonder if yeah. I want a I want a, um, I want a sparkling river sprite that's what I want as a little legend like I want uh, it to be I've, called sparkling I feel such
4: sprite. carnivores now that I want to play TFT and just look at a little legends like food (laughs) it's
3: so funny the second you start thinking about it you're like wow a lot of these could be food
2: also, <laughs> you get way more excited about the new ones that come out. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because eventually we'll, we'll have
3: like a real tier list out. Because like there's some that just like won't taste good. Like none of the KDA ones will will taste good. What? Um, I yeah. think they're too oh, like,
2: personal. well, uh, man. I'll no, I, mean, I, <laughs> I was gonna say we'll save the conversation that came up about Kiki uh, at game night when we were ta- when we started with this conversation. It just got dark after that when you find out what <laughs> what people do with chinchillas, which K- Kiki is. Uh, I? uh oh yeah a lot of people eat them a lot no, of people no, eat them no it's not it's not you're thinking of guinea pigs uh it's i am thinking pig. of guinea pigs
3: i am it's, thinking of guinea
2: all pigs. all i'll okay. say is uh pelts really is what uh it, mm. all i'll say is that uh a very like expensive uh chinchilla fur coat takes like 60 chinchilla pelts so oh. when you're talking yeah, right, let's talk about something else. Yeah. On, a, on, a, uh, thing, on a happier thing so, note, so set so three after, is after, coming
3: <laughs> after all of that, after all of the details and the arguments presented at you, are you willing to stand by your initial choice of yes. the Fuwa being <laughs> the case? It's because it's the, the obvious choice, boop It's easy. Bacon. I think the fury horn's actually pretty pretty high up why there. We, uh, why we, the
4: fury horn's like a dog or like a cat. Or like I, I kind of consider it
3: more like a goat. And the a Silver Fairy wing. Horn? Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Silverwing's probably really high up there
2: too. Silverwing is going to be the safe choice. Fua is also a pretty safe choice.
3: Paddlemar is a, a safe-ish. No. Paddlemar is an there exquisite choice. Of, yeah, 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 yeah. Like swallow's nest. Wait, what? <laughs> I
4: thought we were going for a
2: happier topic. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> <Not yet>. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go for, yeah, ah, we fell into Boob's trap. You've activated my trap card, Pharaoh. And <laughs> yeah, a, a, a Yu-Gi-Oh! voice reference is our cue to wrap up the show. Because <laughs> uh, that's when we know we've gone off the rails. Uh, Striving Light, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for everything you're doing in the community The floor is yours. Sell out, shout out, do what you will. Tell the people where they can find you and what they should be looking out for.
4: Thank you. So uh, they call me Risa, but all my social medias is striving underscore light. I stream TFT, but honestly, I am loving my job as a coordinator for Giant Slayer TV. Jules, don't fire me. I said the (laughs) name. (laughs) So make sure to check that out. Um, My streams are very chill. I play TFT, but honestly, we just talk about your day, any Mm. topic at all. Controversial, so we can talk about eating Fuwa's all
5: day as well.
4: (laughs) But yes, but um, if you guys are interested in TFT and tournaments, definitely check out Giant Slayer TV. We have a lot of big news and big shows coming. So that is twitch.tv slash Giant Slayer TV. And newly I hope part to see you guys or newly
2: soon. uh newly affiliate, by the way.
4: Yes, we so just got affiliated. That was the first sub, uh, by the way. Ooh. Uh, on Thursday, we are having Soju compete along with they the number one EU player, uh, Snusa, the number three, the number six EU player. Half our lobbies EU on Thursday, which is wow. surprising because it's an eight PM C T time slot with top tens. <laughs> and then we have people like Soju and much more. So Thursday's lobby's gonna be hype, but I just wanna put that Ooh. out there for fight night
2: big games coming at fight night Uh, and we will make sure you're there live but if you're not we will certainly you'll be able to check out the vod on giant slayer tv and we will talk Mm -hmm. about the tournament next week here but that is going to wrap it up for us on this episode number 27 for the legends podcast boop where can people find you on the internet
3: at at twitter.com find me there
2: we'll talk about tasty things outside of little legends <laughs> yes we'll talk about other tasty delicacies um and you can find the show on twitter at lil legends pod again best place to find uh myself boop uh Risa as well discord.me social legends podcast that is where the community lives Game nights on most Fridays, not this upcoming Friday because of uh, Valentine's Day, but I will put the details of when that is going to be rescheduled in the Discord. Make sure you're there. That is going to be it for this episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Shout outs again to Striving Light for coming on and doing so many great things in the community. But for our guest, Striving Light, for Boob, I am Blevins, and we will see you guys next week to talk about some more Team Fight